Welcome to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. This is where we talk to you about all things in culture and leadership and much more. We're happy to have you join us. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts, and we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends. To hear more from Shane and I, go to our blogs, RevShaneBishop.com, RevMikeWu.com, and of course, you can search for us on social media. Hey, Shane, we're about to go through part two of Navigating Through Conflict. Are you ready? Well, you, you said here that we're going to talk about culture and leadership and much more. I'm particularly interested in much more today. So we're in Mike's <laughs> office, all right? We're in yeah. Mike's office. This isn't where we normally film, but we're in Mike's office, sure. and Mike has a lot of Cubs stuff. Yes. Like Chicago Cubs stuff. So he's, yes. got, a, he's got like a black and white uh, photograph Field. of Wrigley Field, yeah, probably like taken the... 40s. Yeah, I would think that'd be about right. Yeah, 1940s. about right. Maybe late forties. He's got an autograph uh, picture of Fergie Jenkins, yeah. the great Cubs pitcher. And actually, I should say that uh, Shane actually bought that for me. Well, that's because I'm. I'm. Well, like can I say? I'm You're just a great a generous, guy. Great, <laughs> You're a generous guy. great guy. Even Chicago Cubs, you would even. Yes, do something and like do that. you know what team Fergie Jenkins came up with? I'm just gonna say the the Cardinals, but I don't know. All right, that. stop embarrassing yourself, Mike. Mike also has a <laughs> helmet, but it doesn't really look like a real helmet. Is that like a child's helmet, or uh, is there a candle in the yeah, helmet? It's a Cincy helmet. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's, it's a Cincy yeah, helmet. Yeah, yeah. So there is there are some incredible smells coming out of that Cubs helmet right now. All right. So would you say you yeah. like the Cubs, love the Cubs, or you're kind of a casual? Cub fan. I would for, I would say that uh, I am border on. I'm a. I love the Cubs. I absolutely love the Cubs. But I will tell you that the Chicago Bears by far are my favorite team, and National Football League football is my favorite. But were sport. we talking about football? No, but I always compare it to that. When you say love, that does something to me with sports, and I always gravitate towards my first love, the Chicago. Bears. So, what would be three things you love about Chicago, Mike? About the city? Yeah, sure. Chicago. I mean, that's obviously your place, right? I mean, yeah. Chicago Bears, Chicago yeah. Cubs. Well, what do you love well, about Chicago? I would say Navy Pier. I would say the, the sports. I'll just, you know, kind of put those all together. And I would also say uh, just the food. Chicago has some of the best food. In fact, there was just a... Uh, a blog that came out by like someone who was credible, not just like anyone, not like me. Right, when right. I write my blog, right, like, right, real credible. Right. Somebody people, knows what they're doing. They knows what they're yeah. doing. But it was like the top hundred restaurants in the United States. And Chicago had like a quarter of the restaurants. In uh, was the writer from Chicago? I don't know. I didn't. Oh, I feel I didn't like do there's hundred percent dive into it. I ate at this restaurant in Chicago, yeah. and I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Do you remember anything about it? Yeah, it was called McDonald's. Oh. They had these arches <laughs> no. out in front. There You're were two of them. Me. And I ordered a Big Mac, and listen to this, fries. And I thought the fries were extra, extra good, Mike. So for me, when I think of Chicago, yeah, I think of you. I think of the Golden so, Arches, and I think of the Cubs. You know what's really tough? Which you don't love, the Cubs. You, know you just what? like the Cubs speaking compared of, to the Bears. Speaking of arches, uh, over in St. Louis, what's been hard is that I really am starting to love St. Louis a little bit. It does Don't, grow on you down it here. It does. Yeah. And so, you know, all these years being in Chicago, around Chicago, they always, you know, try to make you enemies with St. Louis in terms of sports fandom. That's correct. And so I do feel a little conflicted. 
Uh, but I am starting to fall in love with St. Louis, but I'm glad no one listens to this, so no one will ever know that I just said that. That's exactly right. Well, that's good, but I, I just was noticing the, the baseball stuff about the Cubs, Yeah. And, uh, and, and I was thinking to myself, though, the Cubs, probably your favorite baseball team. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I probably still know more about the Cubs than you do, and they might be my least favorite baseball team. Do you think it's true or false? That's true, but you know... <laughs> Uh, you know, how many baseball cards did you have coming up? Six. I have six baseball cards, no, but they're really, it. really good yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, I know a lot about the uh, Chicago Bears. Did you ask me about the Bears yet? No. Okay. No, was... When I was growing up, the Bears had a quarterback by the name of Bobby Douglas. Do you mm-hmm. remember Bobby Douglas? I know the name. All right. You yeah. know the name. He yeah. was a quarterback. He could. He was. He would run. Threw the ball really hard, but he, yeah. he didn't. It didn't spiral or, or be thrown away. Anyone could catch it. Yeah. But the guy could run. He got almost a thousand yards rushing back when the NFL played many fewer games. So that's right. kind of what I remember. Of course, then there's Walter Payton, and yes. I'm guessing that's kind of what uh, begins your era. Yeah. Though you're probably the Jim McMahon. Uh, kind of you got version of that, right? Like twenty five quarterbacks since Brett Favre had started in Green Bay till Aaron Rodgers now, so not great. I did want to ask you: Did they wear helmets when you were watching football? Actually, yeah. when I played football in in high school, yeah, we did wear helmets. They were made of leather, <laughs> and we did not have face masks. You, did you like playing football in high school? You know what? I, I think that I did enjoy playing football, but not to the extent that I would work very hard at it. Okay, very good. You were actually a good athlete growing up, weren't you, Shane? Well, you know, it kind of got better later as time went on. I'd say as a late bloomer okay. as an athlete. Okay, well, I was never an athlete. And, you know, speaking of late bloomers, isn't this a podcast? Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's get back to that. Uh, Hey, everyone, we are talking about dealing with conflict. It's something we all have to do on a daily basis. Last time we talked a little bit about how we can do that. We started with getting to the bottom of it, and we made our way through. We encourage you to go back and check out that podcast so you can catch up with us right now. But Shane, we're in number five about how to handle conflict well. And the fifth way for us to handle conflict well is to Tell the truth. Well, this can be easier said than done, but why is telling the truth important to resolving conflict? Well, I think a lot of times being nice is a higher core value than being truthful. Yeah. I I do. And and I don't think it's unchristian to be honest with people. And, And I think we can be honest with people in kind ways and in empathetic ways. But uh, I think that becomes very, very important. So when you're dealing with conflict, I'm just going to say, err on the side of just telling the truth. Among other yeah. things, it'll be easier to remember your story. Sure. When they fact check <laughs> it, when they fact check it, the facts are going to come up, right? Yeah. And I think about some of the celebrities that have gone to prison yeah. uh, who haven't done terrible, terrible things. Yeah. What they all essentially went to prison for was lying. Yeah. If they would have told the truth... Yeah. Uh, things would be completely different. I think about Roger Clemens, the baseball player, and Andy Pettit, yeah. who was a baseball player at the time, too. The steroid stuff came out, yeah. and, and Pettit just kind of said, hey, I signed a big contract. I was injured. I wanted to get back. I made a mistake. Yeah. And you know what? His name really was never mentioned again in that kind of cycle. So I kind of like the idea of just telling the truth and just taking it straight up there. That's a great place to start if you're in conflict with somebody. Yeah. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. And then on the other side of that, if someone is telling the truth coming our way, maybe I'm the one who's causing conflict, we have to be able to receive the truth as well. Yeah. Right, Shane? We can't be too overly sensitive. If it's the truth, we should embrace it because it's going to lead us to a better place. 
Absolutely. And, and, and I do think you're right. I, I think that functional relationships have a give and take. And so we do have to be able to receive truth. And one of the things when I'm asked to speak truth is I'm always thinking, how can I deliver this in a way it can be heard? Because a lot of times I think what we say is essentially helpful and good, but we don't deliver it in a way that can be heard. The delivery method for truth is really important. And we've talked a little bit about this as well, Shane, is that conflict with someone can actually be an opportunity to grow in that relationship. And oftentimes that's how really how relationships do grow. You've also said that uh, we can sometimes we can actually turn a critic into a staunch ally if we tell the truth and we kind of receive the truth as well. Yeah, I've always kind of thought of myself as someone who, you know, I feel like I can make pretty good decisions based on the facts I have. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there today, if someone makes a decision that they don't understand, their default is that person must be a blithering idiot. <laughs> My default is they must have information I don't have. Yeah. So sometimes when I've got somebody that's a critic, they simply don't have information that I have. To be able to sit down and talk with them, to explain what's going on, a lot of times they'll get done and they'll say, hey, that's a sensible approach based on what you had, and you can turn critics into allies. I just think you got to take the time and remember that no matter what you do, Mike, you are in the people business. Gotcha. Speaking of being in the people business. You talked about just a pastoral response uh, towards navigating through conflict, and you've talked about being a Christian, being a Christian. That's kind of how pastors should act, but really that's how everyone who claims to be a Christian should act when they are navigating through conflict. What do you mean? My Christianity is not just a belief system. It's also the, the aggregate effect that my beliefs have had on my life. Uh, hmm. I feel like that not only does being a Christian make me closer to God, but it's also making me a better person. I feel like I'm a better person than I was 40 years ago. Mm. Uh, A better person, I hope that I'll be a better person in 10 years than I am now. So just understanding that all that God has done in us and the people we are, we don't want to give that away just because somebody is, is behaving badly. So I'm just, I think our Christianity is something we build, yeah. something that can't be taken from us, but it's something we can give away. I've seen a lot of people who are really good Christian people, but somebody got under their skin yeah. and they allowed that person to take their Christianity from them for that moment. Sure. And I'm just always sitting there thinking to myself, I'm not going to allow you to take away my Christianity just because you're an idiot. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So just be a Christian. Next, number seven, be a professional. You know, it's important that uh, people are professional, especially when it comes to leadership at their jobs when they're navigating through conflict. Right, Shane? Yeah, and and on the professional side, I think if we took those things into our personal lives, it would be better as well. Mm-hmm. So try not to take things personal. Never raise your voice. Keep the discussion on the topic. Uh you know, I think those things are really, really important. Yes. A lot of times uh, we don't want to, to have conflict, so we kind of throw a punch below the belt. Oh. We sucker punch people because what yeah. we're really wanting to do is end it. And a lot of times the people we know the best, we know where their weak places are. And so we, they, we just get pushed in a corner and we go right after their weaknesses. And, and all of a sudden we've yeah. done real damage, not just have conflict yeah. around an issue. 
And as, you know, if, if someone's a Christian, they're listening to that, that's really unacceptable to hurt someone when you're in conflict. Now, if you're working through it and you're trying to get better, that's one thing. But the idea of just hurting people in the midst of a conflict is not good. You know, one of the things that I do, Shane, uh, whenever I feel like there's conflict and... Uh, do you I, feel like there's a lot of conflict in your life, Mike, or do you not I feel... I mean, do you feel like conflict's always just kind of blowing in the wind, about to just pop you, or, or do you not feel like that? You know, I don't feel like that. No, not you at all. pretty... Laid back to me. For the most part, I am very laid back, but there are times I get a little bit riled up, if you will. And what I want to do is I try to make a little space. Yeah. I try to get by myself and think some stuff through. It gives me a little bit of perspective. And being a Christian, you know, I will take that to prayer. And that's when my prayers, if I'm really kind of fired up about something, that's when my prayers get more, you know, authentic to my feeling. I feel a little bit like the psalmist. Yeah. In those times where they might not make the most sense <laughs> biblically, mm-hmm. but you're sharing before God and you're and you're bringing it to Him that way. And I can tell you, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, I handle that conflict much better. Well, I think you are, are pretty emotionally intelligent, mm-hmm. and when I see you in conflict, uh, I have never seen you lose your temper. I've never seen you uh, fight what I would call unfairly. What I do see in you is you'll state your case. And then you tend to get pretty quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you tend yeah. to get quiet. And if you get frustrated enough, you leave. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a bad way to go. There are times in conflict where we got to say, taking even another minute is just going to do damage. We just need to call time out. Yeah. We need to go get a breath and, and just re, renegotiate yeah. our own minds and our own emotions. Who wants relationships broken or damaged? Yeah. You know, no one does. And I think with how I process through that, and maybe it's the pastor in me or the disciple in me, there is no good reason to just hurt a relationship to hurt a relationship, no matter how frustrated we are. Uh, but we still got to navigate through the conflicts that we go through. There's no doubt about that. Well, we are at the end of this, Shane, the second part of this podcast. Is there anything you'd like to say before we end this navigating through conflict? I think that if we could get in our minds that conflict is inevitable, it doesn't have to be bad, it can strengthen our relationships, and we have a quiver full of arrows to help us navigate that conflict, and we have rules for the uh, terms of engagement. I think if we could get those things in mind, we wouldn't avoid conflict quite so much. And Mike, I really think the reason a lot of relationships, a lot of marriages, a lot of friendships really get blown up is because people are so afraid of conflict. They let the weed grow and grow and grow and grow. And something that could have been easily solved uh, back in time now becomes something that is a major problem. So if we're not afraid of conflict, I think we'll be more inclined to engage in it early. If we engage in it early, I think we have a better chance of good outcomes. Thank you, Shane. We hope this is helping you navigate through conflict well in your life. Well, as we bring this to a close, we want you to know that we appreciate you listening. We'd love for you to tell us what you think on the comment section. Share this, rate this. And we'd love for you to go to our blogs, RevShaneBishop.com, RevMikeWu.com. Of course, you can find us on social Mike, did you ever figure out, have we gotten any sponsors yet? You know what, Shane? So far, I'm shocked. I think they got the wrong email address for us. (laughs) There's got to be an inbox somewhere that are full of sponsors for you. Well, I read one of the comments, and someone said they would be willing 
to be a sponsor. Is that right? I read it. So you need to look. It was either on podcast or it was it Pod Podbean. Bean. Podbean. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Doesn't it doesn't, no. <laughs> uh, in fact, I think I got in trouble for saying that once when I was a kid. <laughs> And so, uh, so or iTunes, but somebody made a comment that yeah. they would be open to being a sponsor. And you want to know why I didn't respond? Why is that? You were shocked. First of all, I have <laughs> almost no investment in this show. Okay. And second yeah. of all, I just couldn't believe it. And then I didn't have the heart to tell them I would have no idea what a sponsor would, would, would do. Probably, or you thought it was a burner account for me. Like I actually wrote that under someone else's name you know, to try to get some momentum going. Wait, you just said burner account. That's kind of a hip thing to say, right? I guess so. I yeah. don't know. But I would say right now, Mike, you look like you have sponsors because you got a Bears hat on. <laughs> yeah. you got an Adidas shirt yeah. on. And I'm really kind of brandless. I mean, people, yeah. if you could see me right now, you know what yeah. you would say to yourself? You would say, there's a man without sponsors. <laughs> Well, if you'd like to sponsor us, please let us know. We are open for that. <laughs> we have no idea we, what you would do. Know. We don't know. We would try our best. Again, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. And of course, make sure that you keep the change.